0: anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God. To begin with in the book of Psalms, to begin with Psalm 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff. Scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. All of Psalm 1. then looking further in the book of Psalms. Psalm 119, beginning at verse 1. Aleph. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees! Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. Beth, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Gemel, be good to your servant that I may live and obey your word. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. I am only a foreigner in the land. Don't hide your commands from me. I am always overwhelmed with a desire for your regulations. You rebuke the arrogant. Those who wander from your commands are cursed. Don't let them scorn and insult me. For I have obeyed your laws. Even princes sit and speak against me, but I will meditate on your decrees. Your laws please me, they give me wise advice. Verses 1 through 24, Psalm 119. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful opportunity you give us every day of being able to open your word and spend time with you one on one as you speak words of blessing, words of life, words of grace, words of encouragement, words of empowerment to help us walk with you. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your word and a growing hunger to live your word and anoint us afresh with the spirit of obedience that more and more we would be the obedient people who are living your word that you've called us to be. And Father, anoint us afresh today with the spirit of prayer, praise, worship, and thanksgiving and empower us to be the worshiping and thankful people you would have us to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We appreciate you listening. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we have your listening ear today. We're thankful, Father, for memories of your faithfulness down through the years, how you have taken care of us, how you've been our provider, how you've been our helper, What a wonderful God you are, and we praise your name today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We'd like to say we're grateful for the response that we get uh, fairly regularly of people inquiring, wanting to get some of the articles that we provide. And keep in mind, one of our goals behind that is that We not only want to share wisdom and insight based on the Word of God with you, but we want to put in your hands, in your possession, tools that you can use for your own growth in the Lord, tools you can use to help disciple your family as well, but also tools you can use digitally, you know, where you can forward them, email them to family, friends, to saved and unsaved individuals, you know, because there's a lot you can do ministry-wise on the Internet, you know, using email and you know, sometimes, I think very often, we may not think along that lines, but it's wise for us to think that way, because remember, every believer is called to be ministry minded. You know, the word of God clearly tells us in Matthew six, thirty-three, seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. We're called to live a life and a lifestyle of ministry, to where daily we're vessels that the Holy Spirit can use. we you might say we're the Holy Spirit's transportation. We're his vessel through which he can reach and accomplish his work every single day. And we're to live with a yes, Lord attitude. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to be vessels that you can use every day. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be involved in the wonderful work of evangelism and discipleship. Thank you for the opportunity to be vessels through which you can work to show your love and grace and mercy to a hurting world, a world that's dying in so many ways, a world that desperately needs the touch of you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the touch of love, grace, and compassion. Lord, help us to live fully available to be used through our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do. Every part of our being use us more and more for your glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And, of course, on an ongoing basis, again, we're wanting you to email us to get copies of the articles that we share. And so I'm going to share briefly from Ephesians 6, once uh, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. And then we want to share uh, our topic and an article with you as well. This is Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil." Then after the battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet. And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so that I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Picking up now, and our topic for today, as well as the initial article that we're going to share, is a skilled warrior and his sword. Again, a skilled warrior and his sword. Hebrews 4.12 for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Again, Hebrews four twelve, then Ephesians 6, verses 17 and 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Again, Ephesians 6, 17, and 18. Then 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 50 and 51. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him. And cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. 1 Samuel 17, verses 50, verses 50 and 51. Every disciple of Jesus Christ would be wise to strive to become a kingdom warrior. A kingdom warrior is a disciple of Christ who skillfully puts the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work every day. We live in a world where all people everywhere are facing intense spiritual, warfare, intense spiritual warfare every day in our lives. We face it at home, at school, at work, in public, everywhere. We see it in the news about our government, in our culture, and all across the world. What if people say that they don't want to be involved in spiritual warfare? And what if a given person says they don't want to have anything to do with spiritual warfare? None of us have a choice in the matter. Like civilians who happen to live in a war-torn land, war has come to us, like it or not. Since we have no choice but to face spiritual warfare in our lives, let's face it head-on. We can live like civilians and just be victims of the killing, abuse problems, and difficulties of war, or we can choose to become well-equipped soldiers and warriors who are trained for spiritual warfare. Hopefully, all believers want to become warriors in God's kingdom. With God as the supreme authority, who, who wouldn't want to follow him into battle? The most powerful weapon in the world is the Word of God. And here are seven ways that we can put the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work in our lives and in our world. And as we do, we can become mighty men and women of God who know how to win battles in life. Seven ways to use the Word of God every day. We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, pray it, and meditate on it. All of these uses are related, but none of them are quite the same. You can read the Word of God, but not hear it. You can hear the Word of God, but not obey it. You can believe the Word of God, but not pray it. Consider the following. The written Word of God is a book of faith. From Genesis to Revelation, we are called to hear, Believe and obey the Word of God. If we hear the Word of God but don't obey it, we deceive ourselves, as James 1.22 tells us. The Word of God is a book of truth, yet truth is always meant to be learned and applied. We are to read the Word of God and act like it's true because, of course, it is. We will not receive the blessing and benefits of the Word of God if we fail to obey and act on it. One example of a very fruitful way to put God's Word to work in our daily lives is by praying it. Here's an example of taking the Word of God and praying it. Psalm 91. Father, thank you, Lord, for those we've lifted up in prayer today. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. For time reasons, we'll end there and we'll pick up on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession, as today we're looking at the topic A skilled warrior and his sword will be right back. is my life and my salvation whom shall I fear mm Music from the Walls Group with all praise goes to you. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. And we're reading through an article by that same title. Again, the title, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. And again, we encourage you, please take time to email us at joseph at to get a copy of this article and others that we'll be sharing again, joseph at afr.net. Picking up uh, just before a little bit before where we left off. Seven ways to use the Word of God every day. We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, pray it, and meditate on it. All of these uses of God's Word are related, but none of them are quite the same thing. You can read the Word of God, but not hear it. You can hear the Word of God, but not choose to obey it. You can believe the Word of God, but not pray the Word of God. Consider the following. The written Word of God is a book of faith. From Genesis to Revelation, we are called to hear, believe, and obey the Word of God. If we hear the Word of God, but don't obey it, we deceive ourselves, as James chapter 1, verse 22 lets us know. The Word of God is a book of truth, yet truth is always meant to be learned and applied. We are to read the Word of God and act like it's true because, of course, It is. We will not receive the blessing and benefits of the Word of God when we fail to obey and act on it. One example of a very fruitful way to put God's work in our daily lives is by praying the Word of God. Here's an example of taking God's Word and praying it. Picking up now reading Psalm 91. Father, thank you, Lord, for every believer listening, and thank you for all those we've lifted up in prayer earlier today. Lord, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the Most High our habitation, no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash a foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're called to be mighty warriors in the army of God. Our main weapon is the Word of God, also known as the sword of the Spirit, as Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 lets us know. Let's be wise enough to take our sword, the powerful Word of God, into battle every single day. And let's be wise enough to use the Word of God strategically, skillfully, and aggressively. This is how we walk in victory Every day of our lives. Again, the title of that article, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. Again, if you'd like to get a copy, just email us, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. Please email us to get this one and others that we're sharing today. Again, for you to use for your personal walk with the Lord, for your own family's discipleship, but also to share, to email and forward to others as well, as well as make hard copies to share with others as well. Remember, that's a part of what they're for. Now let me just say this in relation to near the end of the article, we um, took to, took the time to pray Psalm ninety one. I I'm on an ongoing basis. I'm wanting to challenge every believer. Make it your goal to pray it every single day. And an important question is, why would you not pray it every day? In view of the fact that Psalm ninety one is a unique weapon to bless your physical health, but also a unique weapon for divine and supernatural protection in this dangerous, crazy world. Remember. The world is, it seems to be crazy and dangerous every day of our lives. It's tragic how often you hear of shootings and you hear of other tragedies that happen. Well, remember this. We serve God Almighty. One of God's names is El Shaddai, which means God who is all-powerful. It's not hard for God to keep his word. Our job is to put his word to work. And one of the ways whereby you utilize or put Psalm 91 to work in your life every day, is by simply praying it every day and or standing, speaking and standing on the promises of Psalm 91 every single day. Why not do it? And I would encourage you not only to memorize it, but even if you don't manage to memorize it, just carry a copy with you. But make it your goal to pray it absolutely every single day. And parents, let me give you a very wise and strategic step to take as it relates to our children. Give your child some incentive to learn it. Like, for example, sometimes when we do Bible club uh, events with young people, uh, I may challenge them and tell, and tell them, if you memorize the Psalm, 90, Psalm 91 or the prayer based on Psalm 91, I'll give you $10. Now, to be honest, I've done this on a number of occasions, but one of the tragedies is I have yet to have a single child take me up on it. Now, of course, I mean it. I'm, if they do it, I'm going to give them the $10. <laughs> But the fact is this, parents, you're talking about your own children. Why not give them incentive for them to learn it? Because remember this, once your child learns how to pray it and you've encouraged them and your child is praying that every day, the Spirit of God may very well use your child in such a way that that saves his or her life and they save the life of the entire school that they attend. How can that be? Remember this. Our faith is a supernatural faith, and amongst other things, the Spirit of God is working in and upon us every day, but also the angels of God are at work in and around our lives every day. It's it's a possibility maybe you've seen an angel, but whether you've seen one or not, angels are just as real as people. You just typically don't see them most of the time. But the reality is all of us have angels assigned to us. Psalm 91 is a tool whereby you mobilize one or more angels to work on your behalf and part of what they part of what it mobilizes them to do is to protect you. Angels know how to protect you from anything. But remember, the fact is angels listen and respond to the word of God. And when people speak contrary when believers speak contrary to the word of God, one of the tragedies of that is this. It may literally immobilize the angels assigned to you. It may cause the angels assigned to you to have to stand by And watch something unpleasant happen because, again, angels respond to the Word of God. That's one of the reasons why we're wise, to speak the Word of God every day, to speak the promises of God's Word. God's Word mobilizes angels. In other words, it puts them to work. Angels listen to and respond to God's Word. When they hear the Word of God, it's as if they're hearing the voice of God directly from God himself. Because the Word of God is God. So, Speaking the Word of God, praying the Word of God is just a wise way to live every day of our lives. And So parents, I would encourage you, give your child whatever incentive you need to give them to help them to learn Psalm 91 and and getting them into God's Word as well. Same thing to be true as well. So let's be wise parents in the way we do these kinds of things as well. I want to take time now talking further about equipping our children And again, remember our topic for today is a skilled warrior and his sword, but this next article is entitled The Child Warrior, and it has to do largely with us being wise about equipping our children with God's Word as well. And, you know, before I read the article, I want to remind you pretty regularly I'm challenging you as a parent to have your child read no less than three chapters in the Word of God out loud to you every single day. Now... Again, this too is very foundational to our Christian walk. But parents, let me say this. I, can't, I don't have the ability to overemphasize how important it is for you to help plant the powerful Word of God in the minds and the hearts of your children. And one of the best ways to do that is to do just that, to have them read out loud to you every day. And as I often do, one of the reasons why I encourage that is because if a parent just simply tells their child, go to your room and read your Bible, Again, Johnny or Susie, they may may go to their room and do just like you said. Or they may go to their room and take a nap. And they may go there and play a video game. And then when you ask them, did you uh, read your Bible? And he or she may say, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, I sure did. And if you say to yourself, well, my child would never lie to me. Well, ask yourself, did you ever lie to your parents? Well, your child is very human. And so, but when you have them read out loud to you, you know that they did it. And there's no question. So parents, starting the habit of having your child read no less than three chapters out loud to you every day is an extremely productive habit. It's a habit that's worth its weight in gold. So I would encourage you to start that important habit in your home today. The title of this article is The Child Warrior. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You should write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. And then reading next from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 once again. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Again, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Spiritual warfare is a reality of life. Life is not a playground, life is not a beach, life, like it or not, is a battlefield. So it's critical that we understand that life is not a game. It's not a game in which those who oppose you think themselves to be bound by a certain set of rules. The devil is our enemy, plain and simple. He hates all people, especially people of faith. This is the truth for every man and woman on earth. John chapter 16, verse 33 tells us, but know this, excuse me, but know this, Excuse me, but know that this is not a reason for any believer to despair. Be mindful that Christ told us, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Again, John 16, 33. Let me read that verse one more time. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Again, John 16, 33. Spiritual warfare is a reality for children and youth as much as it is for adults. It doesn't change for children and youth just because they're young. The devil isn't trying to give children a break. He doesn't care about children. He hates children as much as he hates adult human beings. A picture of how the devil feels about children can be seen in the reality of what abortion is. He hates them. He hates all children and babies, and he wants to destroy all of them. We as followers of Christ would be wise to do our part to very effectively equip our children for the battlefields of life. We would be wise to seek to equip them as young warriors that every day have to step out on the same battlefield that you and I step out on as adults. How tragic it is to see the new, the, how tragic it is to see in the news that children are often tragic casualties in the spiritual warfare of life. Teens murdering other teens, youth and children committing suicide, very young children hooked on drugs and selling them, children bullying other children, and the list could go on. We'll pick up on the other side. We're reading an article entitled The Child Warrior, and we're looking today at the topic, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. We'll be right back. Phillips Craig and Dean with Revelation song. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the, the overall topic, a skilled warrior and his sword. And we were sharing an article entitled "The Child Warrior." And once again, if you want to get a copy of the article, email us Joseph at afr.net. Please email us to get it because again, it's a tool and a tool and a weapon of sorts to help equip you as a believer, as you disciple your family. So again, picking up, uh, reading close to where we left off, the article entitled The Child Warrior. And once again, the email to get it, joseph at afr.net. Okay, picking up with the article, The Child Warrior. Spiritual warfare is a reality for children and youth as much as it is for adults. It doesn't change for children and youth just because they're young. The devil isn't trying to give children a break. The devil doesn't care about children. He hates children as much as he hates adult human beings. A picture of how the devil feels about children can be seen in abortion. He hates babies and children and he wants to destroy them. We as followers of Christ would be wise to do our part to very effectively equip our children for the battlefield of life. We would be wise to seek to equip them as young warriors that every day have to step out on the same battlefield we as adults have to step out on. How tragic it is to see in the news children involved in tragic, children as tragic casualties in the spiritual warfare of life. Teens murdering other teens. Youth and children committing suicide. Very young children hooked on drugs and selling them. Children bullying other children. And the list could go on. We're wise to seek to help them to become Christian warriors, spiritual warriors, because this helps them to be in the most advantageous position they can be in in life. And remember, the the position that, that they're in is largely dependent on how we as parents position them. There's no better position to be in than your child knowing Jesus Christ and knowing how to walk with him as a victorious warrior. Again, a Christian warrior. So now allow me to define a Christian warrior. The following are some traits of a strong Christian warrior. Number one, he or she is a person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his or her life. Number two, this person is growing spiritually as he or she becomes a diligent student of the Word of God, probably reading and meditating on at least three chapters in the Word of God every day. Number three, this believer is a person of prayer who makes time to spend significant time in prayer every day. Number four, this follower of Christ is seeking to live out the Word of God in his or her daily life. Number five, this believer is faithfully seeking to be a witness for Christ, learning to faithfully share the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever he or she may go. And number six, this believer is faithfully involved in making disciples encouraging believers to grow and grow strong in their walk with Christ. One might ask, are these characteristics of a warrior that should be taught to children and youth as well as adults? Absolutely yes. Why is that true? Again, because these are children have to step out on the same battlefield that we as adults have to walk onto every single day. And sadly, some of the challenges they face as children are much more serious and intense than the ones we faced as as children ourselves it's critical that we as parents and adults send our children onto the battlefields of life it's critical that we not children not send our children onto the battlefields of life with sticks and stones at the same time we see the enemy with spiritual guns missiles grenades etc let me reemphasize that phrase that sentence just for just a moment for emphasis purposes. It's critical that we as parents and adults not send our children onto the battlefields of life with sticks and stones in view of the fact that the enemy comes onto the battlefield of life with guns, missiles, grenades, tanks, etc. Parents, know this. The Word of God is an atomic bomb. How critical it is that we equip our children with their main weapon in all of life. Ephesians 6 paints a powerful picture of how the kingdom of warrior ought to be equipped. How important it is that we help our children with the ongoing work of filling their hearts and minds with the powerful word of God. The fact is, our children can't get too much word. Parents, we equip our children as warriors as we we make time to have them read the word of God out loud to us every day. And it's wise for us to fruitfully prepare them for the battlefield as we teach and train them to memorize the Word of God and we teach them how to pray the Word of God every day. We are molding and shaping our children to be followers of Christ as we teach them how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to encourage other believers in their daily Bible reading and in prayer. We are graciously equipping our young saints as we teach them to give generously to the work of the kingdom of God. We are... We are very strategically preparing them for the battles that they may face as we model before them a life of boldly living for Christ in our everyday lives as parents. When we believers fail to disciple and equip our children to be kingdom warriors, we leave them to be like civilians in the middle of battle with no weapons to adequately defend themselves or to take offensive against the enemy. And too often Civilians simply become some of the first casualties of any war. So should we be training our children to become kingdom warriors as Ephesians 6 teaches us? Absolutely yes. Again, the title of that article is, again, The Child Warrior. Again, The Child Warrior. And to get a copy of the article, simply email us joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. So, keep in mind, let me say this to every believer listening, as much as sometimes people might think to themselves, they may feel like, I- I'm tired of hearing about spiritual warfare. Again, keep in mind, like it or not, it's a reality of life. You can either be prepared for it and to be victorious in the midst of it, or you can be a casualty or a victim of the spiritual warfare of life. That's your and my choice. A much wiser approach is to decide I'm going to be a highly skilled warrior in the hands of the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, taking the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and using it wisely. And remember, God's Word is the the most powerful weapon in the universe. So the fact is you can't get into God's Word too much. You can't utilize the Word of God too much. And remember, Jesus himself, when The devil in Matthew chapter 4 came against him to try to tempt him to do wrong the key weapon Jesus used altogether was he quoted the Old Testament now let me explain as it relates to Jesus anything Jesus would have said would have been the Word of God but he very strategically used it even in being tempted as a teaching moment for us because he strictly quoted the scriptures from the Old Testament why did he do that He wanted us to learn from his example. Speak the word of God in every situation, in every circumstance. Remember, God's word is truth, and truth put to work. Remember, truth can always defeat darkness. When properly used, truth can always defeat darkness. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you are a God who has made provision for we, your church, we, the people of God, to be well-equipped warriors, Equipped to go out on the battlefield and be victorious every single day as we learn to walk in the wisdom, the power, and the grace, and the uh, anointing of your word. And help us to know, Lord, not only are we to do this as individual believers, but help us to be wise about thoroughly and adequately equipping our children too to become well-equipped warriors so that they too can know how to step out onto the battlefield of life and win every day. Help us to know, Lord, that... The reading and studying of your Word is not a nice thing to do when we get around to it. Help us to know, Lord, that it's to be one of the great priorities of every one of our lives, that making time to get into your Word every day is to be one of the high priorities, and we should decide that we'll leave other things off, but never, never, never neglect our time in your Word. Help us to grow in our understanding of the fact that you've called us as your church to be a people of prayer. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer, thanksgiving, and worship in the name of Jesus. Help us to understand, too, that our prayer life, too, is to be one of the high priorities of our lives, that we should spend time, hours, and seasons in prayer in view of the fact that prayer is such a powerful weapon that you've entrusted to us as believers to put to work in our lives. Help us to recognize, Lord, that there's no such thing as praying too much that we need to literally pray about all the issues, all the concerns, all the challenges we face in life. And help us to know, Lord, that as we pray, we're simply inviting you into the challenges, the circumstances, and the, the situations of life that we face. And help us to be mindful, Lord, of the fact that as we're wise enough to pray about all the issues and challenges and events of our lives, you know how to help us face every situation victoriously. Help us to know, Lord, that Even though in our own strength and in our own minds, we too often don't know how to really deal with Satan and the kingdom of darkness. But Lord, that's never the case with you. You have more than enough wisdom to help us to overcome in any circumstance. Help us to be mindful of that. Help us to learn that we're called to live with a victory mindset because the victorious creator of the universe, you our Heavenly Father, are the one that surrounds us, protects us, and goes mightily before us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be highly skilled warriors on the battlefield of life. Help us to live that way, to think that way, and to look to you to fully equip us daily as we get into your word, as we pray, as we put your word to work in our lives. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, Once again, if you'd like to get copies of the articles that we shared, again, the two titles were the first article, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword, and the second article, the child warrior, and remember this again: the work of ministry is to be an ongoing lifestyle because ministry is everywhere. What is ministry? Ministry is simply doing the will of God in any given setting, and God has a lot of work for us all to do. We need to be praying daily for our government and our leaders. Are praying for the president, the vice president, the members of Congress, our the Supreme Court. They need our prayers, and God clearly tells us in 2 Timothy to pray for leaders and for those who are in authority. It's important to know that our job is to pray for our leaders, not to say ugly things about them, but to pray for them. They obviously need a lot of prayer. And the most effective thing we can do is do what God told us to do, pray for our leaders, pray for our nation, pray for the leaders of the nations of the world. Our prayers make all the difference in the world. As we normally do Before we end the broadcast If you are listening today And you've never made The all important step Of inviting Jesus Christ To come into your heart To be the Lord and Savior Of your life Today is a great day A very good day To make that step If you'd like to make The step of inviting Christ Into your heart To be your Lord and Savior To save you To make you brand new So that you can spend All eternity with the Lord In heaven Would you simply From your heart Pray this prayer with us now Lord Jesus Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to pray and seek you in prayer daily. Help me to obey your word and live it daily. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we are very much desiring to communicate, to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at AFR. Again, the email address is joseph at AFR.net. joseph at AFR.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.